0: is your host Jim Irvin.
1: Hey yes we are home thank you so much Parker appreciate that my name is Jim Irvin this is Time Signatures we're glad to have you along and my guest once again today is the number one blues man Larry McRae. (laughs) I, I love the way you start those videos whenever you do hey it's your number one blues man Larry McRae and you get right into it and uh, promoting good things, good shows and whatnot. Thank you for so much for uh, for sticking around. Glad to have you back again.
2: Thank you, Jim. Thank you.
1: All right. We're glad to have you, and uh, let's get right into it, man. I, I have to ask you, Larry, if you hadn't become a musician, what do you think you'd be doing right now?
2: Well, if I hadn't been a musician, I don't know. I probably would be a retired guy from General Motors. I started working out there when I was 18 years old. Okay. I'd probably be some old retired guy that... Hangs around and go fishing and try to find a
1: pool game every now and then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty simple lifestyle though. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I also worked for General Motors for a while uh, until the uh, the economy collapsed in 2008 and 2009, and and life That's changed crazy. for me as well. But yeah, I understand what you're talking about. I had my, my sights set on retirement at 62, and that was my plan, man. Give me 30 years, and I'm gone.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what, though? I really, I really do have a deep appreciation for the simple side of life. Yes. And having uh, the experience that I've had the last 30-some years, it made me appreciate it even more. So when I'm home, I love just sitting here and listening to the corn grow. It's really nice to be at home and just to be relaxed and be at home, you know, see some of your friends and stuff.
1: And and you live in the Bay City area, right? I do. Which is my hometown. I grew up in the South End. I graduated from Bay City Central. And uh, here's what you have to do, man. Do, Do you like perch? Oh yeah. You you got to go visit the oasis over there on Cashusco and get yourself a mess of perch and enjoy it for oh, me. Baby.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I know the old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then been there in a long time, Jim.
1: And then and then when you're done there, you got to run over to St. Laurent Brothers and pick up some some goodies, peanut clusters or something sweet, right?
2: <laughs> right there by the river.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you probably don't, I don't know, you probably weren't around in that time, but back in the 70s, there used to be a swing span bridge right there, and it fell in the river. And it was right there where Third Street crosses the bridge and turns into Midland.
2: Yeah, I remember. Okay. I remember. I come here in 71 or 2. Oh, 70. man,
1: okay. So so we were in the same yeah. neighborhood for a while, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I grew up in Saginaw. Right, okay. But I started coming to Bay City in '78, when I was, when I turned 18, and I would come over to um Jerry Diesel's father's bar, which was uh, right in the point that we were standing. The whole street used to jog there, and everything. And it, in that point right there was the bar. Okay. And we would come over here, Jim. We wasn't making no very much money or whatever. We make thirty, twenty, thirty dollars a piece, but we would drink all the cold beer we wanted, man, in the mason <laughs> jars and in the, the frosty jars and, for 17, 18-year-old boys, that was good enough.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, Larry, I got to
1: ask you, man. Talk about your creative process when you're putting music together. How do you begin? Is it a tune? Is it words? How do you start? Take us through that process.
2: Well, usually when I, when I try to write something, I'm usually walking around on the acoustic guitar. Okay. And I do that because the acoustic guitar have no enhancement. If you don't put no music into the acoustic guitar, no music comes out of it. Right. So with that being said, it's stripped all the way down. It's all according to your intent. If I'm happy, I'm looking for something jumpy and funky with a good rhythmic content. If I'm doing something, trying to write a ballad or something then I'm trying to put some chords together that will allow you to evoke a little emotion, you know, in what you're trying to sing. Those are my two basic approach, but you know, you change your rhythm according to your frame of mind. Then once I have a, a, a rhythm concept and a line, I'll get me some chords working together and try to get me a chord change worked out. Then once I know all my parameters, it's all about filling in the blanks with vocals. Right. So that's what I do. I get the rhythm section together. I get a beat, I get a chord change and get everything worked out You know, with my changes. Then I fill in the blanks with words.
1: And, you know, one of the things that I respect about your music the most is I like music that makes me feel. I like something that makes me feel good. I like something that makes me, you know, feel from the soul.
2: It makes you feel something.
1: Yeah. And and honestly, you know, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I Uh feel when I'm listening to your music. You evoke those emotions from people when they're listening to your music. And I love that. Not everybody can do
2: that, Larry. You know what, when I was young, I wanted to be a technical player and I wanted to go to school to learn music and all this and that and that wasn't in the cards for me. You know, my people couldn't afford to send me to a music school or anything like that. But what I have learned over the years is that you take what you do have and embrace that and be the best with that that you can be. You be the best, whatever that, that you do have to work with, take it to its highest level. Of you, and that's all you can do. You know, you can take it so far, and when you run it to the point that you don't think you can do anything with it, start mixing it in and revving it against what somebody else is doing, and you might come up with something different.
1: Right, and it, and it's mm-hmm. and it's nice when you when you find a musician that. Can make you feel when you listen to their music. It's to me, it's one of the biggest joys in the world. And I don't care what genre you're listening to. I I like to feel no matter what I'm listening to, and uh, right, right, and it's wonderful.
2: Well, you know, I, I was a big fan of uh, Junior Walker. Yeah, and he was a Michigan musician also. But it's one thing that's undeniable. You you have a lot of people that was more technical. You got saxophone players today that can play a million notes, and blah, 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 blah. But can't none of them make you feel the way that he made you feel? Right. And they all still trying to get what he had. Some of them come close and some of them don't. But they all still trying to get it. Right. And that's just something that that he had naturally. It didn't matter what Junior's saying, you felt it.
1: Right. Yep.
2: When he sang and played, you felt it.
1: I have to ask you this. So during my interview with Chris Canis, Detroit's Prince of the Blues... He said that since he is the prince of the blues and Thornetta is Detroit's queen of the blues, that Larry King should be considered the king of the. I'm sorry, that Larry McRae should be considered the king of the blues. Now, what are your thoughts on that?
2: You know what? I'm I'm flattered by any recognition that someone would give me, but I would never try to put myself first. As long as I'm long as I'm relevant, long as I'm part of it, I'm happy with being there.
1: And you know he he basically told me you were gonna say something like that.
2: <laughs>
1: he's like, Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna push off. Oh, there's gotta be somebody out there better, you know.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, but you know what though, it is it is um good to be recognized. It is. And if potentially I could feel those shoes, hey, you know, that that would that would make me feel good. But I, I tell you what, if I was the king, I would I would be a king of my own own style and not, uh, I would take some of the formality out of being the king, all would be welcome as long as everybody had the right heart, you know. That's yes, sir. The most important thing, you know. Um, music is a um, way of communication that breaks down a lot of barriers, and it's a special communication. So, you know, through music, we have the opportunity to touch and reach a lot of situations sometimes that we couldn't otherwise. But, you know, what I'm saying is that, you know, with whatever power that I have, I would like to use it for something positive and make it be a good thing and not be an exclusive thing like, oh, you can't get to this, but, you know, make it be a thing that everybody could find strength in.
1: Yes, sir. My guest is Larry McRae, and you are listening to Time Signatures with Jim Irving. Glad to have you along. We are having a great conversation, and I have to ask you, Looking back uh-huh. on your career and your body of work, was there a song that comes to mind that was the most difficult for you to complete once you got it started?
2: You you know what? Looking looking back, I can at least say this much, and I'll be very honest with you, it have been some times that I have had blocks in the studio where that I couldn't, you know, just sometimes you know that red light sure. hit you and you wanna you wanna do something good, you wanna do something worthy of being put down on the tape. But every day is not an inspirational day. And just some days, I don't care how hard you try, and I don't care who you are. Just some days, you just don't have it.
1: When you deal with those creative blocks, Larry, how do you get through them? What do you What do? You do?
2: Well, you can either put it down and take a break from it or just try to play your way through it.
1: Okay.
2: Usually when you play your way through it, it's just something, you know, that you safe with playing and you know this will work and this and that other and it kind of uh takes away from the creative side of it but it's it's at least suffice to get you through that situation and then you know months down the road after you don't have a chance to listen to it and really figure out the parameters and know how you want to voice yourself and it's a whole different story okay that's usually the way it is when you record when you make records You're trying to find something creative, and you're trying to find something that'll match, but you don't really play them to until a a year later, and then that's when you can melt the pain off of them.
1: Right, right. Larry, as as the older generation passes from the scene, and so many of them have over the last 15, 20 years, people are now looking to Larry McRae and others like you to keep the blues alive. That's got to be an incredibly weighty responsibility to bear, Yes.
2: It is. And you know why? Because it's a style and it's a way of playing that's no longer in the forefront. Just a lot of young musicians in the world right now, that's where I was at 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the difference in terms of where I was at 30 years ago is that i always been in this music. I always, I was lucky enough to be born into this music and born of a culture that's not so glamorous, but out of all the hardship and strife in that life came some beautiful thoughts and expressions. And so it wasn't all bad. It was all was the whole come in its entirety. It was not a bad thing. You know, something good did come out of it. But, you know, I don't uh, envy nobody that didn't have to come up the way I did. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm proud if you didn't. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah. But
2: uh, by the same token, those are. Uh, ways of living, those things, the, the mentality, the heart, that that's that's fading on away. And, you know, anybody who's not uh, close to it or perceptive enough to receive it, at some point it might become totally lost. It might be totally a thing of the past. But, you know, when I notice it the most is I'll talk music that I knew when I was youngster and expect them today. You live know that song, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. remember that tune? They'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that lets you know that you didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, I talk to a lot of people today, young folks, and they some of them at 30 years old. Well, you know, who do you play with and what kind of music you do? And if I said something like the Arman Brothers and they don't know, then I know they really don't know.
1: Right, right.
2: And that was some of the most popular music of my generation.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not that far apart in age, that's for sure.
2: I, no, 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 no.
1: I want to take you back for just a minute. Um, I got to meet a man who you mentored um, indirectly, directly, however you want to uh, phrase it, Rhett mm-hmm. Yoakam. And Rhett shared this story about <laughs> you coming and doing a presentation at the school when he was in high school. And uh, yeah. had a drawing for a guitar, and he won the guitar. And this guy is just incredibly talented. I've gotten to hear him play a couple of times. And um I, I think that it, it speaks about the the culture that the blues has from this generation going back to the younger generation. And I think that's where you have excelled because you have had such an impact on some of these younger musicians, correct?
2: I feel very lucky and blessed I have. And, you know, the gentleman that you speak about, Mr. Yoakum, yes, he's sir. one of my favorites. Not only is he that way about the music, but he really understands life and what life is about, too. So many people have forgotten about family, fellowship, and your neighbor. You know, right? a lot of people, you know, all of those things are not important, but he's cut from that same cloth. And he loves that same music. You know, he loves his family. And he takes care of his neighbors and his brothers. So what else can you say? You know, he's a he's a healthy young man. Yes, yes.
1: And and I have to tell you, it was a, a really cool experience when I got to see the McRae brothers play in Lansing. And Rhett was there on stage with you guys. And it was just to me, it was a it was a, nothing but a big family jam. And uh-huh. it was so much fun. I think you had one of your cousins there singing with you that night. And um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: it was, it was quite possibly one of my favorite Larry McCray concerts that I've seen to date.
2: Well, you know, that's how we started out. We all started out all stacked around the living room, you know, drums in the middle, the bass over here, guitar over there, mm-hmm. maybe a
0: horn
2: every night and then, but you know, everybody's singing and joining in and, that's what it's all about. You know, it's just one of those things. You know, if you can get in the same circle, then you, you can share the same spirit.
1: Absolutely. Larry, imagine walking out on stage and the audience looks bored. What are you going to do to get their attention?
2: Oh, I generally ask them to take all their clothes off. <laughs> 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 Say something to me, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it, absolutely love it. All right, you know, do, do something. I don't know, you know, you you found a way, some kind of way. Yeah, you know, I just
1: yeah. had to throw one in there and have a have a little fun with you, man.
2: <laughs> so, I hope that was a good answer. Oh, it was
1: a wonderful answer. I love it. So I have to, I have to ask you, man. It, and we're getting close to wrapping up this uh, this edition here. What was the single best piece of advice that you've received from a fellow musician and who offered it?
2: Luther Allison was always in my corner and he was always giving me advice about how to be healthier on the road and my work ethics, you know, to stay up on my work ethics. Yep. So I don't, in terms of verbatim, I can't remember exactly what he would say but it would always be something uplifting, something encouraging, and something about taking care of myself. You know, sure, sure. Take care of yourself.
1: Well, I'm going to flip it around on you. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're sitting across the table from Matthias Latine, Toby Lee, or any of the other of a host of uh, of others that are making their way up the ladder right now in the blues. What is your best advice for these new faces in the blues genre?
2: Well, you know, be true to yourself, don't kid yourself, know who you are, compare yourself to other people that are successful, and don't let nobody outwork you. Always be the one that outwork everybody else. Work at what you do if you want to be successful. And I got somebody else I want to introduce to you. Really sure. Introduce yourself, young man and say hello to my friend Jim on the radio.
0: Hey Jim, it's Rhett.
2: Hey, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I love it, man. How you doing, buddy? <laughs>
0: Good, how's
1: it going? Man, what an honor to have you on time. We got, you know what, we got to get you on for an episode, too.
0: Oh, that'd be fun.
1: We are definitely going to have, because I would love for you to tell that story in your own words. This is Brett Yoakum, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, wow. We're going
2: to work on a little music this evening. Oh,
1: man, I wish I could be a fly on the wall, guys. I love hearing you guys play.
2: We're going to try to do it.
1: Well, listen, Larry, it has been my honor to have you here and also uh, uh, to have Rhett pop in for a quick little uh, cameo. My guest has been Larry McRae, and you've been listening to Time Signatures with Jim Irvin. We appreciate everybody tuning in and, and checking out the program. We appreciate you helping us keep the blues alive, and we look forward to having you back again real soon, Larry. Best to you, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Hey, we love you, brother, and keep on doing what you're doing to help keep them blues alive.
1: Thank you. Larry McRae, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear more about him, if you want to check out what he's got to offer, LarryMcRaeLive.com and also uh, Spotify. If you want to listen to his music before you buy, you can check it out there. You can buy uh, his music right there on the uh, website. You can check out the tour dates and everything else. But, again, thank you so much for being with us. That's going to wrap up this edition of Time Signatures with Jim Irvin. We want to thank everybody for listening, and thank you so much for helping us keep the blues alive.
0: Until next time, keep on keeping the blues alive.